0: Hi this is Dan And this is Joe And this is Enough Room
1: And welcome back everyone Yes, back like a boomerang. <laughs> oh, see, he, he's on it, it. It's catching on. Yeah. It's catching on. I think I have to trademark this because, yeah. yeah, it's it's legit. Going to become the thing. Um, if you were listening to our podcast or our episode last week, you would have heard us um, talking with the lovely Catalina, and we've uh, got her back with us today. Um, because, yeah, just the conversation we were having was just so good and I think there's just so much more uh, we can mm. glean from that. Catalina, how
0: are you?
2: I'm great. Lovely to be with you again. Thank you for taking me for a round two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think although I love Joe's company, uh, it's always nice to have other people with us. So, um, so yeah, good. thank you very much for joining us again. A
1: pleasure, absolutely. pleasure.
0: A- actually, I was listening to
1: our podcast um, a couple of weeks ago, I think about two or three weeks ago on the train to work. And so every time we publish an episode, I listen to it just to make sure, you know, there's nothing weird that's <laughs> we happened in between us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you forgot to edit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: and, and I was listening to it and I was like, I wonder if people are getting tired of hearing us and our voices. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, now we have
2: Catalina.
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: honestly, like I was saying, I just laugh with you guys. Like I just, when you laugh, I'm laughing. Like it's just, it's such a like genuine, natural, free-flowing conversation that I honestly feel like I'm sitting around the table with you, having a Good. cup of drink or a coffee or a tea oh, or something. Thank you, thank yeah, you.
1: Thank you. Um, and also, I just want to put it out there again: um, if you've loved listening to Catalina so far, the Connected Adventist, go and, uh, the Connected Adventist podcast. Go and check it out. Mm. Um, yeah, I think we try to make this um, space as uh, sort of like our home mm. where you can come in. Have a cuppa, sit down. Um, we might order some KFC, or if you're a vegetarian, <laughs> we might get. Um,
2: you can get you can get chips, chips, potato and gravy, if Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. oh yes. Potato there you go. I, I was thinking, what do vegetarians eat? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Lettuce. Did you not know? We only eat lettuce and (laughs) carrots.
1: Oh, dear, 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 dear. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, we're back with Catalina, um, and we might just get straight back into it. I think we left off at a very... Um, beautiful place in mm. our last uh, episode, and I, I sort of just want to keep going from there. And I think at the very end of the last episode, we sort of unveiled the elephant in the room, um, <laughs> and then we um, left him
0: in red. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, on that note, bye. <laughs> the elephant's like standing there, going, "What's going on?" <laughs> um, yeah, and we sort of unveiled the elephant in the room, and we uh, and that was that we don't actually agree on uh, this one point when it comes to uh being fully affirming of um lgbtq plus christians in terms of what daniel and i are currently doing which is you know getting engaged and getting married um would that be sort of a correct way to phrase that, Catalina? I feel like you'd probably be able to say it a bit better than I do.
2: Yes, yeah, so I'll probably clarify because I may be, you know, the exception to the majority of what other Christians may be, but I actually do believe that um, gay couples um, should be given equal rights uh, when it comes to legal aspects, when it comes to being uh, acknowledged as as a Couple and um, all the rights that come with that as a married couple or as a de facto couple. So I actually do believe um, that we should be giving uh, those types of rights. So um, I actually don't even have a problem with uh, gay people wanting to be married or being engaged. Um, I believe that, um, as one of your podcasts mentioned, it's actually just a demonstration of wanting to make a long-term commitment to someone. I see that as, as similar to like a baptism. It's a mm. public demonstration of a commitment uh, that you are making to your partner. So I don't even have issues with that. Um, and yeah, so I thought I'd clarify on that. Uh, maybe where we do differ is with regards to the scriptural um, mm. findings or the scriptural verses uh, that probably express the, um, yeah, I guess what, what you would see as, as different yeah. to what I would understand those mm. passages to be. So I think that's probably where we differ in opinion rather than, um, yeah, what we believe with regards to marriage and, and bride. Yeah,
1: thanks for that because I, I really appreciate you clarifying that, uh, not only for myself but also for um, our listeners. Yeah. Um, I think that was really important. Mm.
0: So earlier this year when you asked us to be um, involved with your podcast, what what i guess had prompted you to have that discussion with us because um obviously as we've just talked about um you i'm sure would have been fully aware that we did believe differently to you when it comes to a uh, you know i guess the theology um but what uh, i guess what yeah what prompted you to come and speak to us and and have us share our story on your podcast
2: I think for a really long time, and I couldn't tell you, you know, a specific date, uh, one, because I'm terrible with dates. Um, but uh, the other reason is because I honestly don't know at one point, I just became very aware of a lot of misunderstandings within Christianity, uh, specifically related to gay couples, uh, to the LGBTQ plus community. Um, part of those understand- misunderstandings were also very And and now I feel like I'm not the best person to speak on this, but a very insensitive way of uh, looking at their relationships, Mm. uh, looking at the reality of um, the fact that they are experiencing love. I remember writing a post uh, on my personal Facebook and I wrote uh, that love is love. And it was a long post basically trying to give people an understanding that uh, within gay couples and within uh, the LGBT community, there is a real sense of love. Now, that might be not, you know, within Christianity, we may perceive it differently or we may say that that can't possibly be love because it is what it is in based on their non-affirming perspective. But I have always, although I am, you know, non-affirming uh, to what the Bible teaches mm. based on what I have read, I never take away from the experience that gay couples have. I cannot Mm. sit on the outside and say they don't really love each other. That is something else and whatever you want to put in that blank. Um, So I have always really just, that's never sat well with me. Mm. Um, I've never appreciated it. I've never liked it within Christianity. Um, And there was another aspect where I know that Christianity has gone about Discussing this topic in, and again, I say this and feel like I'm such a hypocrite because I sort of fell in that a bit myself, but there's just such a harsh way of going about this discussion where we isolated the individuals from their experience. And obviously, we would use our non affirming um, terms for that, but. I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that we were not looking at the person, looking at their experience, looking at the reality of the situation. Um, that is their affection. That is what they are drawn to. Like that. that mm. is the reality of who they want to spend their life with. Um, and that's, that's something that always just did not sit well with me. And so I've always been a little controversial within Christian circles because of the fact that I did want to put a human face yep. to the LGTBQ um, argument and the discussion within non-affirming Christians. So when I went into um, inviting you guys on the podcast, I had prayed about it because I had already organized um, an interview uh, with, like you know, Michael from Coming Out Ministries and. Yep. I just felt a really strong desire to also have your perspective presented on my podcast. Mm. And obviously I'd already done the interview with Michael, so I thought we'll just put them all together. But the reason why I wanted your perspective out there is because one, I knew with complete certainty uh, that you were both men who loved God. Mm. Um, There was no doubt in that. I didn't know you both personally. But there just was complete confidence that I knew that you both loved God. Mm. I knew that you had a desire to be in service for God. There was just so many things that I was like, I just want to bring your perspective into the discussion Mm. because I think it needs to be heard. And I wanted people who wouldn't normally sit with a gay Christian couple. I wanted them to have this sense of let's just have a conversation and hear them as to God-loving men. like mm. That's what I wanted to present uh, through the podcast. Oh. And because I believe at the end of the day, it's the reality of what is found within Christianity. We can try and blind our eyes to the, mm-hmm. to the fact that there are gay-affirming Christians and that there are non-gay-affirming Christians. But I wanted us to just, yeah, maybe have the veil taken off our eyes to see, hey, this is yep. the two perspectives um, and our position is just to trust that God is leading um, and God is leading in whatever direction it is that he's leading. So, yeah, that was why I really felt impressed to have you guys. And I'm thankful that, yeah, you were happy to come on board um, Mm. and put yourselves in that space and yeah, be so vulnerable and brave uh, to share your story.
1: Mm.
0: And I think that's, that's probably one thing that from the beginning, we both really appreciated your open approach and, um, and I think it just listening to you talk now it as you said you are quite um, I guess quite unique when it comes to Christian circles in the sense that you although you're non-affirming, you have found a way to still see the humanity in this um, and that mm-hmm. is so rare and and I think that we both, now you've kind of explained it in a way that, that makes sense, but I think even from the beginning we could both tell there was something different about the way you were approaching this. And although you disagreed with us, we still we still felt like you understood that our story was legitimate and that we were still real people mm-hmm. experiencing real things. And And I think the other thing is that I really appreciate that despite your... Um, I guess, a disagreement with maybe how we were uh, playing out our, our um, faith or our lives, um, however you may want to put it, you could still have this confidence in our faith in God. Mm. And you still, without really knowing us that well, were confident that we loved God and respected God and had that faith. And and I think there they're just some things that, that were really highlighted to me in, in what you were just saying and, and really stood out to me as 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 you said, being actually quite unique for um for a Christian in um in your in your position.
1: There's there's one thing that's coming through very, very strongly, and I I, I definitely agree with Dan on this one and and speaking of being vulnerable and open i think you were you yourself were being very vulnerable and open by entering into this conversation Mm. because i think um when we recorded it it may have been your podcast but i feel like you were stepping into um you know the world of um lgbtq plus christians Mm. um And I know that there was a bit of feedback, I'd say, Hmm. um, after the episode had aired, aired, just about maybe some of the words or phrasings, um, you know, that we went through. And um, I remember reading some of that and being very, very um, upset by it. Hmm. Um, And I think it's because I, and I still do believe this, um, you do something very unique in that You might have your, um, I guess, your uh, beliefs, your theological beliefs, but that doesn't mean you don't value someone else's lived experiences. Mm. Um, And when I think of the world that we're currently living in, it's so polarized, like you've got the left versus the right. You've got the conservative Christians on one side, and then you've got the liberal Christians on the other side. You've got... um, People who believe that coronavirus is a thing and you've got people who don't believe mm. and you know we're just not willing to one I think listen to each other, but mm. two, which I think is most important, we don't seem to be able to um, I guess accept that someone's lived experience might actually be valid mm. um And and yeah, that's one thing I really um, got out of that conversation with you is um, that feeling that, you know, she sees my love for Dan as being legitimate as, you know, Mm. an an expression of what Mm. I'm feeling um, inside. And so I really appreciate that. Um, And I I just wanted to touch on that as well. Just speaking of our world becoming so polarized and um, we seem to have this difficulty talking to each other with you being uh, on a podcast and also having interactions with so many other different people, how do you bridge that gap? Like
2: uh, how
1: do we agree to disagree in a way, I guess?
2: I think for me personally, and as I mentioned um, in the other episode, um, based on just my interaction with other people and the ministries and the, I guess the community work that I do, it has really placed me in a position where I think we can continue to make everything more polarized um or we can make a decision to say hey even though we have such completely different beliefs how can we still engage in dialogue how can we still be civil mm. how can we actually enjoy each other's company um mm. and uh, as i've been studying cuz i'm currently studying uh, a bachelor of social work and behavioral science and as i'm studying into that uh, the reason why things become so polarized is because the the degrees in which uh, groups of dominance and superiority uh, grow, uh, there is a there is a bigger distinction between the group of superiority, and the group of dominance, and those that are outside those groups. So what happens is as one group gets bigger, the other groups become inferior or not as mm-hmm. um, dominant or as important as the other groups Mm. and i think within christianity um, and specifically with the topic of lgbtq um, and what that community represents i think we have just for so long held this idea that there is a dominant group there is a dominant standard Mm. to which Mm -hmm. christianity is to hold and anyone or anything that represents or reflects values different to that is seen as an outsider Mm. Um, and the more that we continue to push for that the greater that that the the pole has become the greater that we are pushing each other away and i think for myself personally and as i go through my studies like i'm just amazed like there's this this there's this idea of like identity and identity is based so much on so many factors Uh, it's not only just you know it's it's called your micro um system which is those closest to you and then you have your community and your neighborhood and -hmm. then you have your nation you have politics there's so many things that affect the identity that you choose to take on or not take on and I think for myself, as I see the distinctions and the differences within my faith as a Seventh-day Adventist, I can push those differences and make every other denomination be so far away from me that it actually defeats the purpose of me having my faith. And I think... Within topics where we disagree, we can choose to focus on that and give 100% of our attention and our energy to our differences or we can say, you know what, I get that you're different. I get that you're not my faith, that you're not, Mm. you know, you don't have the same biblical understanding as I do. But let me stop putting so much energy and so much of my resources into the differences and let me hold on to what's the same. And I feel Mm. that that is applicable with both of you and it's applicable with anyone that I associate with. I can choose to point and use my differences Mm. for whatever reason, superiority, oppression, whatever it is, or I can say, you know what, let me find the common ground so that we can together bless each other so that we can grow and so that we can enjoy each other and appreciate each other rather than, sorry, you don't see how I see, Mm. I don't have time for you. So... Yeah. Um I've just found that that is more beneficial for my personal walk for my journey than trying to separate everyone that just doesn't fit into my little idea of what you should be or what you shouldn't be.
0: I think it's it's interesting kind of listening to um to your perspective on that. I I just kept hearing this and thinking, you know, this just reminds me of how Christ seemed to approach people uh when when he was here and Mm -hmm. you know he was a a jew and yet he was able to find um ways of interacting with samaritans you know public Mm -hmm. enemies basically yeah but he was able to just find something in common he was able to find some way of connecting with them um he didn't let that um i get i guess that expected disagreement to come up and um, you know, I just feel like there's there's plenty of examples where he, he goes into a situation and he finds a point of connection and he focuses on that. He doesn't necessarily focus on the disagreements. Um, you know, he doesn't focus on the fact that the Romans are oppressing his people. He still helps them because they're in need and and he mm-hmm. finds that point of connection. and And I just think that is, it's such a, it it's unfortunately such a unique way of looking at life and yet such a powerful way of looking at life of, of focusing on points of connection rather than points of disagreement. Um, and I just I, I I'm just listening to you thinking, man, if if more people could could approach life from this perspective, how different would this world be? Um Yeah, oh. wow
1: and And I know that, like I said, there was a bit of feedback after you know that episode yeah and i and I believe we might get messages after this um that go, um hey, you know." Were you making excuses for this or were you doing this or were you doing that? Um, But I think this is one of the reasons why we wanted to get you on this, you know, this episode was, um, (laughs) um, and no, we're not here to start attacking you for everything you said, (laughs) Um, but it, it just breaks my heart that in a world that's so, yeah, just so polarized, and people have set up their camps on different sides. Mm. We we've we seem mm. to have started to lose the art of talking to each other. Mm. Um, not and now we seem to just talk at each other, I guess. Mm. Um, but being able to find those, um, you know, those things that connect us, and like Dan brought up with um, the lady at the well. Um, Mm. The Samaritan woman, it almost seems like with Jesus sending his disciples away, um, it almost seems like that he was trying to create a safe environment Mm. that would allow her to come out and share, you Mm. know her story and share her experience. Um, and in a way, Jesus knew what her lived experience had been up until mm. that point. Um, but but we don't necessarily sense any judgment from there. Instead, Jesus is like, you know what, I'll give you um, living water so that you'll never thirst again. And yeah, it's the the main takeaway I had from our time with you on your podcast was something similar where you we're trying your best to mm. create a safe space for us to share our story. Yeah. And um, yep, we, you know, <laughs> there may have been some phrases or words um that that people may find triggering, but it's we we could understand that you were trying to mm. create a safe space for, for us to share our story. Yeah. Um and I think that's something that we sometimes just forget so often Mm -hmm. um and i think for myself as you know a proud gay man who's about to get married um i I think it's so important for me to remember that sometimes i will talk to people who have the best intentions but don't have the best words Mm. um and somehow you know yeah, I just have to hold myself back and go like, okay, I get where you're coming from <laughs> um, and, and I'm going to listen and I'm going to walk with you.
2: Yeah, and look, I I will say that I'm the type of person and I can honestly say, I mean, I will say I, I, it, I did get a little upset um, by the comments, but like I mentioned mm. to you when I was having the conversation, I didn't get upset or I, I – I didn't cry because of what was said to me, but mm-hmm. rather the fact that I had created so much damage, the fact that I had hurt people. Um, the reason why I responded in, I, I guess, upset, um, yeah, the fact that I was upset about what was said was actually not in relation to me. Um, I don't have mm-hmm. issues about people pulling me up, correcting me. I, I I have no issue with people doing that. Um, But the reason why I probably was the most upset and upset at myself was for the fact that I just missed completely the point that, hey, I am, like you mentioned, I am inviting Daniel and Joe to my house to have a chat with me, but just forgot, did not consider the fact that I'm actually inviting the world into this discussion. And inclusive as that of that is people from the LGBTQ community. And I just did not even think, hey, how is my way of presenting this and clarifying and making sure that people knew that I am non-affirming and that I can be non-affirming but still want to hear your story. And yeah, I definitely did not do it in the best way. And I'm thankful that I was able to find out now um, maybe probably not the best way. I probably did it in a very public way, but I'm very thankful for the fact that I was corrected. I'm very thankful for the fact that now I will go into discussions and I will keep my mouth shut for a little bit until I, until I work out how I'm going to say what I need to say, <laughs> um, if the conversation allows for that. But um, more than anything, I'm thankful for being given the opportunity to be corrected and to learn. Um, even with the dialogue that I have had uh, with Joe through messaging, like Mm. he has literally been so helpful in helping me to understand why my language is so triggering. And really contextually after I actually was like, oh, that's so obvious how that would have created a lot of pain for people, um, regardless of whether Joe explained it in detail or not. But um, I guess he just Mm. gave me a, a list of other words that are also associated with Um, yeah triggering Mm -hmm. language so yeah I guess that's that was the the blessing that came out of that whole situation Um, and I'm sorry for those that were hurt and um, yeah the people that yeah were hurt by Mm -hmm. the way that I spoke in that interview but I know better now and I always strive to learn from my mistakes and yeah I honestly have learned a very valuable lesson in, in how to approach this conversation um yeah, in a much more sensitive and much more appropriate way. So, yeah. yeah.
1: And, and I think what I've learned from um, my experience with you is um, just going back to that conversation we had about, you know, finding something that's common and connecting over that, mm. and I think um, one thing that I took away from our time on the podcast with you was um, just this love of Jesus. And I know how you mentioned mm. um, that that's something you sort of recognized in us as well, and that's sort of what we connected over. Mm. Um, and then when we're talking about the blessings that came out of that, um, even though it's a bit bittersweet, yes, we are at uh, we are at a stage now where uh, for you, you you you've come to this uh, understanding of you know trigger uh, triggering language and those sorts of things but for Daniel and I um being able to understand that you know someone can disagree with us theologically but they can still um i guess value and mm. see mm. um the love that we have for each other uh, and see that as something that's valid and something that's uh, something that's real. Um, and I think it just goes towards this whole idea uh, or this thing that's always in my mind, like, how do we bring people together? How do we get people mm. to talk? How do we um, create enough room so that these different perspectives or these different stories um can find a safe place to be shared um and so yeah i just want to thank you for inviting us into your Mm. home um you're welcome anytime into our home and like i said if you you know break a few vases it's all good
2: (laughs) it's all part of the learning experience i've already shattered a few hundred of vases so i'm sure there'll (laughs) probably be more Um, but i do want to say and um and and I say this, you know, for anyone who is hurt by the church or has been hurt by church and Christianity in the past, I do believe we're seeing a new generation of Christianity. I do believe that we are going into an era of the Christian faith and the Christian church where there is more understanding of people's experience. I think as a society, uh, our generation and the generations below us are people who are much more open-minded to appreciating people for who they are. Um, I think it is more relational. And I do see I do see the potential of the church that is to come um, and the church that is coming where there is more space for people to have differing views, but still be accepted, still have belonging um, and still have fellowship. And I just pray that everyone can hold on to God until that church um, is maybe more visible. And I do believe that on all topics uh, where we may have disagreement, I do believe that the church is coming to a place where it is going to be safer. Uh, I do believe that people 20, 30, 40 years ago, uh, who specifically are part of the LGBTQ plus community I think that they were hurt and damaged on such, such severe levels uh, because of who they are, that I think they are carrying a lot of pain and they are carrying a lot of stuff that has affected them for many years. Um, So I think, yeah, I I look forward to the church that is coming where people will be more considerate um, about seeing the human aspect of everyone's walk regardless of whether you're affirming or non-affirming i think yeah we're definitely going to see a different kind of church and it's a yeah i believe it's a church that's going to reflect christ's character way clearer than it has ever has
0: well thank you so much catalina it's it has been such a pleasure um really to to have you with us it's it's so refreshing to just talk to someone who does seem to understand how there is another way of approaching this there is another way of approaching disagreements and approaching people that um that you may not necessarily align with um on on all of your beliefs um and it it really has been has been so refreshing and thank you so much for your time um we have really appreciated it and unfortunately we we do have to wrap up but um but we've we've just really loved having you with us and and just reminding us and, and sharing with our listeners um, your perspective on on what it means to um, I guess really love someone and love them unconditionally um, and and trust and allow the Holy Spirit to work in someone else's life, um, to trust that uh, someone, who um i guess says that they love god and shows that they love god may really love god no matter what the disagreements may be um so so thank you so much um for your time have really appreciated it um and we hope you have a wonderful week ahead
2: thank you well thank you so much for having me and inviting me to your house this time um and yeah it's been it's been great to be able to discuss this even further um, you can see why we ended up with a two-hour interview <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: no but thank you so much and thank you everyone for joining us uh, just a reminder no elephants and no vases were hurt in the making mm. of these uh, episodes we'll catch you all <laughs> next week see you guys thank see, you. see ya
0: Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Enough Room.
1: We'll be dropping another episode in about a week's time. So until then, follow us on Instagram and like us on
0: Facebook. Till next time. Bye.